It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, uh, like a little bit of everything. We have a beefy show lined up for everybody today. Uh, Lindholm got traded, not to the Avalanche, and for what they pulled in for it, thank God. Uh, We have an anonymous poll that The Athletic does every year, which is kind of fun. We'll talk about that. And the All-Star Skills Competition, who do we think is going to take this thing? And D-Men grades, if we can get to that. So much to do. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets. I don't even know if I have time to list them all. So just, just go and follow wherever you're on social media. We're probably on there. We just have a lot to get to today, and I apologize in advance if we don't get to it all. If we have to cut out the uh, the, the D-men grades and do them all tomorrow, we're going to try to cut them in half. But if we have to do them all tomorrow, we'll do them all tomorrow, just with, with this Lindholm stuff and the All-Star comp- Skills Competition uh, and, and the athletic poll. There's a lot to get to. So let's dive right in right now, Mr. Sullivan, if you're ready. Um <laughs> We'll start with the Elias Lindholm trade because that just happened pretty recently, you know, before we were recording an hour or so before we were recording, um, it went down. And and just to to uh, summarize, refresh or whatever it is, the Flames send Lindholm to the Canucks. So they get better there, obviously. Um, and the Flames in return get Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, Hunter, I am sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Uh, I believe it's Joni. I don't know if it's Joni, Joni, Yermo, another guy I'm not familiar with. A 2024 first round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick. So three players, two of which are prospects, and two picks. That is hefty, 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 Mr. Sullivan, for... In all likelihood, a rental. Thoughts on the deal, and then we'll discuss the avalanche side of things. Yeah, and and this will kind of segue into that point. There there are two things here. Congratulations, that's off the market. Avalanche fans, we got to focus our attentions to some other fancy, shiny new name out there that we must have for the avalanche for them to succeed. The other, and I think this is the bigger story around this deeper we go in closer to the trade deadline is this what the market's going to look like because this is a rental let's this is not this is not mcdavid this is not a huge killer name out there this is you're talking now if you're looking like avalanche context like picks and prospects and a player active nhl player let's let's not go crazy and if this is what it's going to be I'm curious to see if the next move is actually going to be a forward or what are they going to do? Because everyone knows backup goalie is a concern. Is that where they address? What's the market look like there? Like this was a huge shot, not just for the Canucks and the Flames, 
but the league entirely. Is this what the market's going to be for the trade deadline? For the the big name to come off of the market now, you wonder what they could have got if they held out even more. Like if that was the haul and and it's not even February. Man, like what what could they have gotten if they if they got teams into a bidding war or something like that? And I'm sure there was a little bit of that to begin with, or maybe Calgary just said, you know, that's a that's a really solid deal for us. Let's just take it. Let's just take it. And and if the Avalanche were involved with this, the they dodged a bullet they did. because with they, they they can't they couldn't afford that. They couldn't afford giving up a current roster player two prospects of which their prospects pool is pretty limited as it is and then a first and a fourth in this upcoming draft which would have left them with no picks until the fifth round yep that that's it's too rich for the avalanche way too rich for them so yeah you 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 shift your attention and we did a show a couple weeks ago Kyle where where I think we titled it there's don't expect this I really was not all in on Lindholm coming here I really was not. I, I didn't see it happening. It didn't seem like their type of. I mean, I want. I guess I could say I. I, I feel like he's their type of player, mm-hmm. but that the type of deal couldn't see them pulling that off. And you saw it, and you saw what the hall was, and that's just not something the Avalanche number one are in a position to do, and number two don't really do anyway midseason. So uh, I I think they were maybe in on it, just testing the waters. And now that it's dropped, yeah, like you said, now now they're they're focusing elsewhere. Where that elsewhere is, I don't know. But it is interesting to see. I don't know if this sets the market because he is he was the big the big name. So it, it, anybody less than him, which is pretty much everybody else in the trade market, is not going to get that. It's not going to happen. But it is a barometer of where other teams can go off of in bringing in whatever you need to bring in. So. Yeah, it's it's concerning, and you're, everybody's going to be looking for the next domino because if there's any kind of – if the next one is also going to be a haul, expect it to be a quiet trade deadline and enjoy this team and this new Zach Parise. Yeah, like how you have it now, like what, what it looks like now, if, if this is the going rate, everything's just a little bit too rich. I don't think that's going to be the case, but we'll see. We'll see. So it did go down, and we'll just see if, you know, the dominoes – start falling uh, one by one. So interesting deal all around. We'll see how it all pans out. Uh, All right, let's head into this athletic poll, which they do every year. Very fun poll that they do. It's an anonymous players poll. No names. They throw out pretty, you know, serious questions on who's the best in each position. And then uh, a very, very fun one. One in particular, which is hilarious, which obviously we will get to. But I wanted to go through these, uh, kind of get your thoughts on them. We got our subtext people who weighed in on these as well. So um, why not get to them? Want to do this? Bring it on. Let's do this. So they start pretty simple. Who is the best player in the league? We had just yesterday, we did the TSN top 25 players where they put Nathan McKinnon at the top. And he unseated Connor McDavid. First time that he hasn't been on the top of that list in seven years. If you want to go listen to that episode, feel free. That's yesterday. For this, and again, this is all players. They have Connor McDavid at number one by a pretty wide margin. 
69% for Connor McDavid, uh, 16% for Nathan McKinnon. Kucherov is three at 7% point, you know, seven point, whatever, but whatever. Um, pretty good distance still between what people think of Connor McDavid and everybody else in the league. That's understandable. And it's always, it feels like, and I think this goes back to this is the players. So if you're playing against Edmonton, it feels like Connor McDavid is the Oilers. And when you play the Avalanche, it's Nathan McKinnon and his super friends. So it feels like a little bit less of an attack. Like Connor McDavid feels like the entire Oilers. And it could be Miko. It could be Kale. It could be, you never know who's going to, you're not wanting to face up against when you play Colorado. Yeah. I think it was uh, from last year. He's closed the gap a little bit, Nathan McKinnon, but obviously that is still a very, very wide, wide margin. Uh, Best goalie in the league, Vasilevsky still takes that. Um, And that's an interesting, you know, I I like that some, probably a lot of these players are not just going off of how things are going this year. Because Vasilevsky obviously missed a lot of time at the beginning of the season. So they're not basing it on, well, he hasn't played so much, so we're not going to put him at the top. It's pretty much like, no, like when, when Vasilevsky is, is healthy and he's in there, he's the best goalie in the league. So he got 44% of the vote. Connor Hellebuck got 15. Thatcher Demko and Ilya Sorokin tied at just over seven and a half. And Igor Shesterkin is at six and a half percent. And that one's a little bit interesting to me because I feel like he's dropping a little bit in rankings and just at what people think of him because he just came on like a banshee that one year and not that he's been bad but i think he's come back down to earth a little bit and you see that in a lot of rankings and stuff like this yeah and i'm I'm, for one i'm glad to see my boy thatcher Demko get third that's i've big fan of his play so that's awesome but yeah i completely agree with you like shesterkin to be fifth that's it's telling and you want to see him like, you know, he could be better, but I mean, when one and two is Hellebuck and Vasilevsky, it's, it's hard to compete. Like everybody knows it's, it's the McDavid effect. Yeah. They they are the best in the league. And I don't really think that's debatable. So it it doesn't surprise me. Those, those two are up. I thought maybe that percentage would be a little bit closer too between the two of them. That's my only surprise, but you know, What's that? Who, who didn't get a vote? Didn't get anything. Uh, nothing. That would be Alexander Yorgiev, not one yeah. single vote. Okay. He got nothing. He got Just nothing. to make sure. All right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get our first break in here. And then we have uh, many more to do with this athletic poll. And then we'll talk about the all star skills competition as well, because they announced the players and what competitions are going to be taking part in. So we'll have our take on that. All that coming up next. Let's hear from FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Happy Super Bowl season to all of those who celebrate, which is like 150 million of you in just this country. Uh, From FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And if you're like Kyle and myself, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snack, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or maybe two or even three W's. And not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, which is Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets 
for which players will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, so much more. Prop bet heaven, as we like to say in the sports world. So new customers, if you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports book partner of the NFL. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's dive back into this athletic anonymous poll. Uh, and we'll right back in with one that definitely a lot of people have uh, some feelings on with this one. Who is the most underrated player in the league? Oddly enough, number one on this was was other. I don't know what number other wears, but uh, he's he's got a, the, the most percentage here at 22%. So if we're going off of names, specific names, Alexander Barkov is number one here at 12.5%. Sam Reinhart at just under 6%. Braden Point. 4.76 and Miko Rantanen at just over 4.4% is technically, if we're just, like I said, just going off of specific players and not other, all these other players lumped together. Miko is fourth. You okay with that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would honestly bump him up to two because Nathan McKinnon gets all the shine and nobody ever talks about Miko nationally. And I'm, I'm glad to see him get some underrated props from the players. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Barkov being number one. He he really does, does not get as much credit as he really should. He's yeah. incredible. Um, a couple other names on here that I like to see. My boy, Matthias Michelli is on there. How about that? How about that? 1.79% for Matthias Michelli. Absolutely love seeing him on there. And then I mentioned the other day uh, when we were doing who we want to play on Team uh, McKinnon, I was I said Clayton Keller because I I just love that guy and he he's on here too he's at like one just over one percent so he maybe got a vote or two but good don't worry you got your shine that your boys on that list my boys mm -hmm. coming up is that on the most overrated <laughs> is that is that the one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Most overrated player in the league. Once again, other takes the top spot with just under 27%. But again, when we're going to players specifically, Trevor Zegras at the top here, 12.8%. Darnell Nurse, just under 8%. Matthew Kachuk, just under 7%. Jason Robertson, is the same as Kachuk. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, just about 6%. Alexander Ovechkin's on here, and I don't know why, but he's at just around 5%. Uh, and then it goes from there. No other, no, av no, no avalanche at all on here that I can see. Here's the like other votes, which I'll go through, but I don't think there's any on there. Yeah, are you okay? Are you going to be able to, to, to sleep tonight? Actually, Miko Rantanen is on here, believe it or not. <laughs> In the other receiving votes, he, he is on there. He's not, but that's very, it's less than like 1%. So. That was probably Jordan Bennington, but um, <laughs> I'll be all, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll keep, I could cope. There's they do give quotes. I'm not getting into too much of them, um, but there's one that says a lot of hype around him in terms of some 
cool goals and plays that he's made. I feel like that doesn't translate to an everyday player. So that's pretty good. Nothing against the guy. I just think he got hyped a lot instead of the play consistently night in, night out on the ice. So look at at a stat line. They're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird to go from, you know, the the cover of, of NHL to trade rumors. That's a, that's the, uh, the EA curse. Well, I don't we'll see what happens with them. Um, next one. Who's the player? I love this one. Who is the player in the league whose face you want to punch? Nick Cousins, overwhelmingly 28.5%. And then you got Brad Marshan, who's usually number one on this, at 15%. Matthew Kachuk, 7.5%. Uh, his brother is on there. Brady's on there at 3.5%. Uh, Kadri is on there at just over 2%. Zegras is on here just over 1%. Same with Tom Wilson. Uh, Nikita Zadorov is on there at 1%. What's your take on this? Who do you Again, want to punch? Uh, well, I, who do I want to punch? That'd be it, it'd be Marchand, <laughs> but then I'd hug him right after. Yeah, he's always annoying, but it's shocking to me to see Zegras with Tom Wilson. Evander Kane, all with the same level of just vitriol from the players. Yeah. That just is shocking to me. How is Jamie Ben not on here? Is he on other receiving boat votes? Let me because this isn't uh, 2016. Everybody else has forgot him. Oh my god! Like he he is he's annoying. <laughs> and and if you're if any Dallas Star fans are, are listening, like you know he is. I know that you're going to like you know. Uh, defend the guy but you have to know he's annoying if, if, if he's, he's one of those guys like you know, he's not on your team you cannot stand him and if he's playing on your team you you love him to death so being avalanche fans and playing against that guy he he's he's annoying yeah he's so annoying so is, does he have a, a punchable face i guess for this <laughs> sure why not i don't know uh they do have ones about refs who's the best ref in the game who's the worst ref in the game i don't really care. So we're not, we're going to completely skip that one and go right to what's the best jersey in the league aside from your own team. The original six fill out the first six here. So the Blackhawks, then Detroit, then the Rangers, and the Maple Leafs, and the Canadians, and then the Bruins. Um, let's throw those away because original six just always gets the, the top billing when it comes to jerseys and sales and all that stuff. Throw those out the window. Your next five go Seattle Kraken, Arizona Coyotes, San Jose Sharks, Los Angeles Kings, and number five, Colorado Avalanche. That is, it's the perfect list. Uh, and you froze, but I'm, I'm telling you, if you're listing your non-traditional original six hockey jerseys, it is absolutely that top five. You can't do it without Seattle at the top. I don't have a problem with Seattle at the top. I, I think that they did. They knocked it out of the park after the dud that was laid by Vegas and, and their colors and, you know, their, their nickname and just ugh. Uh, Vegas, you know, redeemed Vegas or excuse me, Seattle redeemed Vegas in some some form. But I just love that that Colorado's on here. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Colorado color scheme is 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 one of the best in the league. 
the logo is a solid logo and they haven't changed it so much you know they haven't changed it at all but they're not one of those like you know newer teams that just changes it all the time just to for sales i think they see the value in keeping a a logo the way it is and 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 not having to change it every couple of years so uh i love that so even if you want to include the the original six um so you got six, seven, eight, nine. So they're eleven. Yeah, they're they're eleven. The only I'm okay with that. I'm okay. The with only that. thing that changed on the logo was that shade of red. It went from like that. It went from like yeah. red to burgundy, like an o three o four. They did. Around. They did change the shade a little bit, and then they got rid of the yeti foot. So there have been minor like adjustments here and there, and they have changed the look. You know, I mean, you have that yeah. disgusting piping that they had that for that one time. They, they've changed things. But the logo, what like when when you see Colorado Avalanche, that logo has has not changed, and I think yep. I think there's value to that. Um, how many more we got? Favorite? Okay, I think these are the last couple here. Favorite road city and least favorite road city. Uh, favorite road city to play? Yeah, that's how it is. Favorite road city to play, and we do that one first. Vegas takes the top top spot here. I'm kind of not surprised about that, and New York is very close to that. So Vegas at just over 25 percent, and New York right around 23 percent. Montreal, then Nashville, then Vancouver, then Sunrise, where the Florida Panthers play, and then Los Angeles. It doesn't surprise me. Vegas is Vegas. Doesn't surprise and, me. And I assume they're talking about Madison Square Garden. Yes. Well, they are. Because when you go to uh, the the least favorite to play in, um, Elmont, is in, that's where the Islanders play. That, that's at 1%. But overwhelmingly, the least favorite is Winnipeg at over 41%. And number two is Ottawa at almost 12%. And then Buffalo. So the top three there are northern, cold, gray cities where not a lot of people want to play. And a lot of the comments for Winnipeg were there's just nothing to do there. It's just it's always cold. It's always gray. And there's nothing around that arena which I feel bad for the people of Winnipeg. And we complain about Arizona games every time Colorado goes to Arizona. They get like 1% of a least favorite place to play. So that mm -hmm. should tell you that at least Arizona is fun to be in. <laughs> so um, that's all of them. I want to get to the subtext people because they threw out their uh, what they think on all of these. So We'll fly through those, and then we'll get to the all-star skills competition. I do not think we're going to be getting to the D-men uh, today. We'll save that for tomorrow and the goalies. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick little break, and then we'll get back with the subtext people right after this. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to, let me bring them up here. Uh, we'll, we'll just go through these quickly. Amy K. She says, where is it here? I agree. So this will be fun. She goes, best player, McKinnon. Best goalie, Hellebuck. Most underrated player. She's got Miles Wood on there. Mm. And punchable face, Jordan Bennington. Mm. Which I, I 
completely agree with her there. I, I, and I and Bennington was not on. He might have been other receiving votes, which I I didn't really look too much on. Uh, but yeah, being an Avalanche fan, he, he's right up there with with, with Jamie Ben for me. Yeah, uh, they probably assumed he was already in the AHL by now. Yeah. Uh, this is Vargar. He's got best player, uh, Makar. He's got him as best player, <clears throat> best goalie, Hellebuck. Most underrated, Miko, Heskinen, and Jacob Slavin. Mm-hmm. For his, mm-hmm. He's put three mm-hmm. there. Most overrated player, Connor Bedard. And I don't think that's – I, I think I know where he's going with that. I don't think he feels like Bedard is, is a bad player. I mean, he's, he's just coming into the league. But I think it's the hype. Yep. I think it's the hype. I think it's the coverage. It's, you know, people are expecting him to – maybe not expecting him, but thinking like, oh, he could be Wayne Gretzky on day one. So I get where he's he's going with that. Player you'd most like to punch in the face, Austin Matthews. Oh, I don't get the hate. For, I don't have a problem with Austin Matthews, and maybe that's sacrilege saying that. I don't. I don't. He, I, he, I get. He's I, gonna, I do get. He's it. gonna be one of the greatest American players like ever. Um, but he's just unlikable for some reason by, yeah. by a lot of fans. I'm 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 right there. I'm not a big Austin Matthews guy. Yeah. Um, favorite jersey, not our own. He said the black alternate Sabers with the white buffalo head, which I know you like that one. It's hanging on my wall. <laughs> favorite, least favorite road city to play in. And, you know, obviously none of us play, but he doesn't like St. Louis and he doesn't like Vegas. His favorite, he would like to go to Edmonton. And I know he lives in uh, right on New York City. So he, he, he likes MSG as well. So. Nothing wrong with the rock either. No, no. That's a nice arena. It is. Really nice arena. And then uh, Madam Battleaxe, best player, Miko Rantanen, best goalie, Igor Shesterkin, most underrated, Devon Taves. Love I give this. I give thumbs up to that one. Love this. Give thumbs up to that one. Most overrated. She also puts Connor Bedard in there. Uh, punchable face, Jordan Bennington and Brad Marchand. And then she says, please, five minutes alone, no cameras. <laughs> Good Pantera song. That is fantastic. Uh, Favorite jersey is Seattle. And she would hate to play in St. Louis, but she loves Philadelphia because she's a sucker for cheese steaks and cheese cakes. So there you go. Yeah, I need to do a game in in Philadelphia. I wouldn't mind it. I think, you know, when when, when that arena is rocking. Yeah, when that arena is a rocking like, right now, maybe I mean it's doing okay, but I don't know that that Avalanche game that was there didn't really seem like people were all that into it. it seemed like a pretty quiet arena. Good, we could converse with all the Flyers fans. Yeah, it's so, not cheering. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get to this All Star Skills competition, and because they announced who the, you know the the different competitions and who's going to be in each one of them. I had thought originally it was like eight competitions and all 12 guys that are taking part in it are taking part in every competition, but that does not seem to be the case. They're, they're, they're starting with six competition skills, six skills competitions, and all of the guys are taking part in four of them. 
And then whoever has the most points after those six are done goes on to the seventh round. And then there is a like a shootout. That's where Alexander Georgiev will be in the mix. And then whoever wins that goes to the eighth round. I think it goes from 12 to eight in the seventh round. And then what's the last round here? Six. Yep. So the last six is an obstacle course. And then that decides the winner. Whoever has the most points wins the entire thing and a million dollars. So these guys are going to be going for it. This is not just like uh, like most of the the all-star skills competitions in the past have just been these fun, goofy, no real competition at all. Nothing to really play for. You got a million bucks on the line. These guys are going to be. I think this is going to be fun. I yeah. really do. One million dollars. Um, hey, it's we're making an event out of this. Me and my little family. We're watching this skills competition like wire to wire. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's traditional. There's not the events that are listed. There's no hitting a puck into the into a lake. Or they're not hitting cards and they're not, not playing, playing golf. golf. Yeah. It's it's traditional old school skills competitions. So it's gonna yeah. be fun just to see the game be played in those disciplines. And the prize is also fun. And you've heard the rumor about Kale giving his million away to the defensive pairings. He so, kind of shot that down though. He was like, yeah, that's, that's not how money works. <laughs> but you know, but you know, like those conversations are had and it's always interesting to see what they do with the million because mm-hmm. not a lot of them keep it. They usually donate. It's it's mm. always fun. It'll so fun. we'll see we'll see how it goes. Let's go through these and just kind of maybe give it throughout a, a pick on who we think. So so the fastest skater, you got McDavid, Nylander, Quinn Hughes, Makar is in it, and Matthew Barzel's in it from the Islanders. Uh, kind of regular names, with the exception of Hughes. I don't think Hughes has been in this before. McDavid has obviously won it. Barzil from uh, the Islanders has won it. Who do you like in here? I'm going to go Barzal because I don't know if Kale could keep his wheels. Last time he was in this, he, he biffed. He, yeah, he, biffed he blew his time. Here, yeah. So. Uh, McDavid is just so fast, but uh, it's a di- it's different when you're doing this thing. But I like Nylander too. I, for yeah. some reason, I just feel like Nylander is going to sneak in there and, and possibly win this thing. Uh, the one timers competition that's Pedersen, Nathan McKinnon is in on that, Dry Sidles in it, Kucherov, JT Miller, Austin Matthews, Barzal's in that one as well, and David Pasternak. So, um, I don't know how the point system is going to work for that if it's if it's like a target thing, but there is there is accuracy shooting. So, however, they they you know, uh, Bring this thing out as far as scoring. What do you like? Who do you like here? Uh, Nathan McKinnon, thousand percent. Yeah, I mean he's good at him. He's yeah. great at one time. Although I do like David Pasternak in this one as well. Uh, the passing challenge, it's pretty much. I think everybody except for one. The, the list: McKinnon, Nylander, Makar, Barzell, Miller, Kucherov, Hughes, McDavid, Patterson. Matthews Dreisaitl. So maybe there's one person in there I didn't name. So again, I don't know how they're going to score that, but who's your favorite passer in all those? Uh, I'm going to have to go Kale McCarr on that one. Just just because so? I'm, I'm going to be rooting for my Colorado Avalanche in those. And yep. after 
the not getting fastest skater, Kale's got to win something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think could be this could be the tough, not that they're bad at passing, but you know, uh, McDavid's an excellent passer. Kucherov is a really good passer. Yeah. So if uh, the bread man was in this, if, if Panarin yeah. was in this, he'd be he'd be my pick, hands down. Yep, thousand percent. Hands down. Uh, hardest shot you got Austin Matthews, Cal McCarr is in this, David Pasternak, JT Miller, and Elias Patterson is in this one. What do you think for that? Pasta. I dude, Patterson has a rifle. Rifle. I I don't I don't I don't know Pasternak's slap shot if if it's like you know in terms of velocity, but I know Patterson's is this is his to lose if you ask me. He could be upset. You never know. You never know. Uh, stick handling the, again. Most almost all of them are in that one. Who do you like for for stick handling competition and whatever that may entail? You know what? I think that will be an Austin Matthews. Is he in this? Let me see. I, I should have listed them because he's not in this. He's the one that's not in it. <laughs> so, which is odd. It's just odd because he's that, very good. Wow. He's, he's not in it. And he's made a career off of just like highlighting his stick handling skills. So, wow. in Toronto, let's not give him stick handling. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and th- that'd be know. one of those that it's just nobody. And at that time, the points don't matter. So, <laughs> Uh, and then the last one is the accuracy shot. And again, you have most everybody save for somebody. I, I don't, I'm going through the names here. It just looks like everybody's on that. Um, McDavid. I like Pastor knocking that one too. Or McDavid was unbelievable in that last year. Yeah. Unbelievable. But he lost because he just took his time. And I think it was Kadri who beat him, uh, by, by time. But, yeah, McDavid didn't miss one target. So you'd think he's the favorite, but I, I like Pasternak in this one too. Overall, though, who, who do you think could take this this whole thing? Is it you think it's one of the Avs or somebody else? No, I feel like Nathan McKinnon. It'll be and I feel like Kucherov might steal a couple of those and it'll be a Nathan McKinnon Kucherov thing and continue the heart conversation through the all-star skills competition. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see those two guys be. It's not like a last. Well, I mean, it could be a last two in, in doing that uh, obstacle course, and it's just down to them too, based on time or whatever. You would love to see that. Yep. So um, we'll see how it all plays out. But I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be yep. fun. They needed a change. Uh, it'll be better than the game. I can guarantee you that. So uh, we'll, we'll, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, we're going to get to the D-men tomorrow. We'll do defensemen and uh, goalies for Friday, and we'll wrap up all the midseason grades and then get ready for the uh, the Rangers. Or I guess we could get ready for the All-Star game too, but what does it really get ready for? Fun. That, spectacle of sport. <laughs> it is a low bar for this All-Star game. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.
Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.